Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. You can also email me, um, Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, that's how you're going to win a prize, knowing that email address, Saturdays with Joy Keys at Hotmail.com, and following on social media. Also, if you miss a show, all the shows are archived. They're archived here at Blog Talk Radio, as well as iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google, uh, Spotify, Stitcher. So check those areas out if you miss a show or you come in the middle and you're like, I want to replay it. Share with friends and family, please do. Um, they're all there for you um, to enjoy. Uh, this morning, uh, th- maybe take the kids to another room um, and, and maybe have a nice glass of cold water, like with ice cubes in it. I know it might be cold depending on where you are in the country, but ooh, spicy, spicy, spicy. Miss Sharon C. Cooper, good morning. Good morning. Sharon is the author of Business Not As Usual, and let me tell you, woo, it is not as usual. I'm, I, I, I was like, is anybody watching me? Like, woo, what's going on? I, I mean, should I be reading this in the closet? <laughs> um, you know, like, you should have a little warning label on there. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, you know, make sure you have your towel with you and, like, the ice water. It's very spicy. <laughs> Uh, so you have so you have written like over what twenty five books at this point, right? Yeah, actually over thirty five books now. Thirty five books, and you have been yeah, nominated for the numerous awards. Up. <laughs> yes, the recipient of Romance Slam Jam Emma Awards for Author of the Year in twenty nineteen, Favorite Hero twenty nineteen. Um, you have a interracial uh, romances. You've won awards for. Um, the Brab Award Breakout Author in 2014. And, I mean, I could go on. Uh, you guys should check out her website. Her website is uh, SharonCooper.net, uh, and um, you can sign up for her newsletter there. But uh, this morning we're going to be talking about one of her latest books, again, Business Not As Usual. Let's start at the beginning for, you know, the audience who may not be familiar with your work. A writer? Did you know when you were little you were going to be a writer? Where did the idea for becoming a writer, like where did that come from? What was the catalyst? Um, no, actually, I um, I never thought about being a writer. Not until I was probably after I graduated from college. Um, in college, I had this professor. She was she was just. Um, First of all, she looked like me, which is something I had never had in college. And secondly, she was one of the jazziest women I have ever met. And, you know, me being early 20s, it's like when I grow up, I want to be like her, you know. And one of the things she, I mean, she just had it going on. And one of the things I learned that she did, she read romance novels. And so, of course, if I'm going to be just like her, I'm like, okay, I need to start reading romance novels. So I devoured Mm -hmm. them. 
And then as the years went on, I mean, I could read, you know, three or four romance novels a week. And as wow. the years went on, then it was like, okay, maybe I should, you know, maybe I can write a romance novel. Probably like most readers do. Like, maybe I can try writing a story. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, you know, 20 years, 20, 25 years later, um, I have had an opportunity um to, you know, do some writing. I started with some grant writing um, for our business and, you know, just kind of spilled over to fiction. And before I knew it, I had written um, a novel. Of course, my first one was, it had a, a little bit of everything in it because I didn't know what I was doing. So I joined um, Georgia Romance Writers and just kind of learned the craft, met other authors, and it just kind of came from there. Yes. Yeah. So, so you mentioned um, with a professor at college. <laughs> professor at college. What did you actually study in college? Do you mind me asking? Actually, um, I studied business in college. I I did a, a sheet metal apprenticeship while going to night school. Um, so I got my degree and my I'm a sheet metal worker by trade, and so I did it simultaneously. Oh my gosh! Now, where do you like to write? Is it at home? Is it outside? Um, is is it in, in your closet? <laughs> Where is your um, I do have a home office. Um, I write okay. in my office most of the time. Do well, I used to enjoy um, writing in coffee shops. Haven't ventured back out to doing that um, in the last few years. Um, but yeah, mostly I write in my home office. Yeah, I mean the last few years have been crazy for everyone. The COVID has <laughs> yeah. affected so many people, and particularly artists. So, but you seem yeah. to have been keeping busy. I guess this was actually oh, a yeah. good thing for writers because it's. I mean, okay, what are you going to do? You can't go outside, so let's write. Yeah. No or no, it wasn't I, a good thing. I don't know. Mentally, uh, mentally, it was a little tough, you know, because okay. I enjoy being, you know, in my office at home. But when you're forced to be <laughs> at home, it just it felt a little different. Different. There's just so much going on in the country, so it was like. It was a challenge. I it was probably some of my busiest writing years just because of deadlines, but it was every word was every writing every single word was a challenge getting getting it on paper. Um just so because what do of all you do that, when you, you know, that was going when on you in go the country. That. What do you do when you go through keep that writing. as a writer? <laughs> keep writing. You keep writing. You know, you keep okay. writing mainly because you have those deadlines, just because stuff is going on in the world. Don't you know? Doesn't necessarily mean you can slack on the deadline, you know. So you just kind of power through, uh, take a lot of breaks, uh, but I just kind of power through. Yeah, probably now, wrote a, started, a few more romantic suspense because of what was going on. But yeah, <laughs> I think we need some <laughs> romance. I mean, I think we needed your books definitely because you know, people needed love. And, and like you said, being inside, being forced to be inside is, is different than choosing to be inside. Um, and I'm right. sure people either broke up or got closer, depending on where they were in their relationships, <laughs> yeah. you know. Hopefully um, they got closer. <laughs> they hopefully got closer. That's what, that's what the romance novelist would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now you talked about jo- uh, joining a Georgia's writers group. Uh, how do you yeah. think uh, as a young writer, should they seek out groups uh, in their genre? Um, I know I've spoken to many writers. Um, most of them are African-American, and there's, like, you know, African-American uh, mystery writers, and uh, there's different yeah. groups. Is that very important, or do you think, uh, you know, stay on your I own, be a loner? 
You know, I think it's super important, especially if you're a new writer, um, because, you know, we all think, well, I shouldn't say we all, but many of us think that we can sit down and just, you know, pump out a book. And that's really not the case, especially if you want to do it correctly, you know. So it's nice to kind of learn the craft uh, while, you know, while still trying to maintain that creativity, you know. Um, but joining um, a group, even if it's not in your genre, if it's a writing group or a critique group or something like that, I think it's very helpful. Not only do you, do you meet read? other authors or, you know, mm-hmm. excuse me? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. It's, and it gives you an opportunity to meet other authors. Because, you, you know, when you meet other authors, you realize that you're all pretty much in the same boat, you know, maybe at different levels, but you're, you're experiencing some of the same things as a writer. Do you um, read other books, other genres other than romance, or you only read romance and write romance? Uh, I read some nonfiction, but most of the time I read romantic romantic suspense. That's that's my favorite genre. Um, I probably read that more than anything. I do read uh, some nonfiction as well, and I do read romance. Yeah. Did you go to the library when you were a kid? Actually, I worked in the library. <laughs> I was you a worked in the library for years. Um, yeah, yeah. I oh worked my in gosh! The what section did you work in? I worked the front desk. Yep. So you were like the, the greeter desk. person. I was, and I, you know, restocked the books, and yeah. Yeah. So, so at that, that time, were you like a, a, a heavy yeah. reader? Were you a heavy reader? I was at that not. Time? Um, I wouldn't call myself a heavy reader, especially not fiction. I did read quite a bit of nonfiction during that time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, anything that could help better myself in various areas, you know, just devour books like that. But it wasn't like a um, an enjoy. Not, I didn't read for enjoyment like I do now. Then it was just trying right. to, you know, become the best person I could be. I was pretty young, so, you know, just trying yeah. to. You know, so I read mostly nonfiction during that time. Okay. Now, what do you think now about this war situation? Um, do you think you ever write? I mean, you have some military um, in some of your series. You have, um, you know, military men reuniting uh, with their loves and stuff like that, the Reunite series. Uh, what do you think would come out of this, um, soldiers coming back from this situation? Could you write a story about what's going on now? No. No, no. I probably wouldn't. Because even you wouldn't, with my okay. Reunited series, um, I, you know, touch a little bit on their background, but I'm not really a military um I wouldn't say I'm a military writer. Some of my characters were once military or police officers or, or things of that nature, but I don't, I don't really delve like into that military. Well, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me I like tell the, the audience. my characters be everyday people. <laughs> <laughs> everyday yeah. people, regular folk, regular yeah. old folk. Yeah, <laughs> a little background. Yeah, just um, you have the Jenkins family series. You have Jenkins and Sons mm-hmm. Construction. You have your Re- Reunited series, um, Atlanta's Finest series, and then you have some mm-hmm. standalone books um, and, and Harlequin right. books. I mean, like you said, over 30 books. Um, now, this book, um, Business Not As Usual, 
you have uh, – why don't you tell the audience a little bit about it and the, and the characters? Okay. Okay. Well, this is my first romantic comedy, um, and it's about a, a young woman who – she just had a, a rough time with life, basically. But even though her life is not necessarily perfect, she's very resilient. She has one – I don't know if you know people who have this – you know, kind of get knocked down but get bounced right back up. She has this really sunny disposition, and she's very eccentric. And so she's doing. She's at a time in her life where, one, she just broke up with. She was a dating an attorney, and he broke up with her in public. And so that kind of kind of threw her off her game a little bit. So she decides, okay, I'm done with me. I'm just going to focus on myself, accomplish some goals. She's also the caretaker for her grandfather, who is a hoot. And mm-hmm. and so she's just kind of kind of kind of being who she is, kind of you know being in the present and deciding that she's gonna you know just have this fabulous life and just not worry about you know getting involved with other men. But of course, you know once she says that, then another guy kind of comes into her life and he has, happens to be a venture capitalist. Their personalities are like opposites. She's kind of easygoing, kind of just, you know, all rainbows and sunshine, basically. And he's more um, very rigid, um, super organized, just, you know, he's very focused. And Mm -hmm. not that she's not focused, but she just kind of takes life a little more. She just enjoys life, basically, and people. And he's him not so much. His name is Carter. Her name is Dreamy. Jimmy Daniels and Carter Redford. He's the son of a, a famous actor. So he grew up, you know, wealthy and he, you know, became um, wealthy either on his own. And so his life has been all about work. But lately, after losing one of his friends um, to an early death, he's like, okay, I need to make some changes. In comes Dreamy. And, and they're just you know, they're drawn to each other, but she recognizes that they are so out, she's so out of his league. So she's, you know, she turns down all of his advances. And he's kind of troubled. One, he can't figure out why he's attracted to her. Two, and the fact that she keeps turning him down, which is something he wasn't used to. Anyway. Yeah, his uh, ego got bruised on that it, one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so they, they personality-wise, they're different economically or there's what social economic uh, they're you know they're just very different they come from two different worlds basically and it's very clear right from the jump so it's, it was a it's a fun it was a fun story to write and I think readers would really enjoy it give some good you know some a couple of laugh out loud moments and I'm hoping the story would just kind of take people away from you know their everyday life and just read something fun basically I think I, I really enjoyed that. it. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, the grandfather, tidy whiteies, his tidy whiteies. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, I was like, whoa, yeah. okay, that was a lot. Like, <laughs> okay, okay, go yeah. back in the room, grandpa. You know, um, yeah, yeah, got, he, you got that. He was um, comic got, relief. Yeah, <laughs> yes, definitely comic relief. Um, and even the main, uh, the main character Carter, you give him his funny moment. Um, I, I don't want to say yeah. what it is. I don't want to give stuff away, but he loses okay. his normal composure 
and, and right. he's just a mess, basically. And he doesn't yeah. even know what's going on. He's like, why the heck am I doing all this stupid stuff? Um, right. And, um, yeah, because he lives uh, a you know, boring, you know, you know, straight-laced life. And all of a sudden, Dreamy comes in like a whirlwind and just kind of kind of throws him off his game, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now we got to tell them, though, I, I think it's okay to tell them that, you know, the character um, is a, a lottery fiend, if you will. She plays the lottery every day. Yeah. yeah. She's been planning you know? years with her grandfather. And, and she's finally at that point where she's like, she really feels like it's time. She's going to win, you know. And so Everybody we kind of as a reader, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she's just so confident that, you know, she's got this. She's going to win. She has her list of how she's going to spend the money. And, yeah, that was probably – when she, you know, wins the lottery, I think that was probably one of my favorite things to write because it was – you know, I imagine, like, what would it be like to, to win an obscene amount of money, you know? How would I react, mm-hmm. you know? So I tried to, to kind of put that in there and it – you know, put that into the story, but kind of uh, a little over the top, you know. Right. It was a So have you ever played the lottery? Have you ever played the lottery or even going to the casino? um, I have. I have. And with the lottery, I didn't, I I don't play it faithfully like Dreamy, but one of the things I did while writing um, the story, working on the story, I did play because I, you know, there's numbers okay. in the book. So I figured, you know what, let me just see, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, I can win off of these numbers, you know. So I'm hoping that, you know, one day a reader will kind of email me and say, hey, I won, you know, <laughs> using oh my those God, that would be numbers, story. you know. Exactly. Really would, you know. Oh, my God. And I thought like so win, you know. Yeah, I think that would be so cool. Yeah, but I'm not a, a true lottery player. <laughs> well, you definitely are. But I just thought it would be and, fun to uh, write the story. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. you are romantic. I'm glad and you, I read you... that. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I read that you and your husband like to go golfing uh, on the golf yeah. course. How long have you been doing that? Uh, 20-some years. Oh my yeah, god. I don't golf with him as much because we live in Georgia and it's just too hot for me to be out there. He can golf in any kind of weather, but I do try to go out with him occasionally. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Now, do but, you have yeah, a special not when it's like crazy um, hot, though. Do you do you have this do you, do you know can you tell us some golf lingo um and and the different um Sticks. Are they called sticks? I look at me. I don't know anything about golf. No, they're called clubs. My favorite clubs. Club okay. Probably mm-hmm. my favorite club is probably my three iron. Um, and why? Is and that? I don't know. It just feels more comfortable. I feel like I can control it better. Um, okay. The driver mm-hmm. um, is longer, and it's just it's not as easy to control for some reason. The three iron is just my. It's just my go-to club that, you know, you can't use it for every hole, but I, I try. <laughs> I try to use it for every hole because I feel more comfortable with it, but not realistically. You can't use it for every hole. Uh, from yeah. lingo, my goal is always to par a hole. That means usually they, they you know, set numbers, for lack of a better way to describe it, numbers per hole. Like, you know, they think you can get 
you can reach the flag or the greens in three, you know, three, three, three hits, basically. Three hits, three, okay. Yeah, three hits to get on the green. And so if you do, if you, you know, get it on a hole or whatever with three hits, then you get par. And so I'm always okay. trying to shoot for par. I have never, you know, um, I think I might have parred a couple of holes every now and then, but nothing. I'm not, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay. But yeah, yeah. You'll never see me, you know, hanging with, you know, any golf pros or anything like that. <laughs> I just, you know, but it is fun. I don't enjoy watching golf, but I, I do enjoy playing golf. So. Playing golf. Well, now this is, you know, interesting. Black people playing golf. Have you ever experienced any kind of racial discrimination or do you go to um, a club that is for African-Americans or is it mixed? Um, I haven't personally experienced any, um, mainly because, you know, you're kind of, no, I have never, not on a golf course, you know, usually everybody's pretty, our experience, well, let me rephrase that, my experience, my husband's out there more often, and, you know, he's so zoned in on golf, even if there were some issues, he probably would just kind of block it out. Would pick it up. Um, but yeah, I yeah. haven't experienced any. Not on a golf course. I can tell you other stories. But not on a golf course. Well, you not know, you have an interracial course. story. You have an interracial love story. Um, mm-hmm. And um, even today, even though it's illegal, I mean, the fact that you have to say something like that, that, uh, you know, a black person and a white person could, could um, have a uh, you know, a love relationship, um, you know, it's it's crazy that we still deal with that. But, you know, the younger generation, my yeah. daughter, they seem a little more relaxed about it. But then you have these, like, I guess, fringe groups where there are young people who are not relaxed about it and they're very, like, against it. Um, we're about to yeah. have, hopefully, Supreme Court Justice uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson, and her husband is white and she's black. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think the, you think the public the is thinking photo, about that? Uh, I think, well, from a romance, from a romance writer, there were some moments with them too, and I didn't follow because I, there's some things I just I have I struggled with some of the questions that were asked and how she was treated, and so it was best for me not to watch all of it. But there yeah. were there was a photo going around with where he kissed her on the forehead. I mean, you talk about having all the feels when I saw that photo, where it's like you felt their love just with that that photo, you know, how he yeah. you know, supplied her with coffee and, and, you know, just things of that nature. Um, so from a, a romance writer perspective, you know, knowing that she has a supportive husband who seems to adore her based on just how, you know, he looked at her and how, he treated her. And granted, yeah, he probably knew cameras were around. But some things you just can't fake, it, in my opinion. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that particular photo just kind of gave me all the feels. So. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that as well. And also the one where they show the husband and the daughter oh, looking daughter. at her. Yeah. And she was just really was so grinning. Sweet. Yeah, like yeah. he was so proud of like, her mom, mom. You know? You know? Yeah. Yes, go mom. She be, <laughs> you got you know? this. Yeah. He went well, through the ringer, you know, with those questions and, you know, and her qualifications. I mean, I was, I'm impressed with her, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm even, impressed with her. Even just, just her qualifications. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The qualifications. You, you can't, 
you can't belittle that. You know, she 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 worked right. those people situations. She she gained. <laughs> She yeah. put the work in. Like you, you can't. You, yeah. What are you gonna yeah. say? She, she put the work in. It's, 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 it's yeah. black and white. Um, you know, yeah. and, and um, you know, I hope. Uh, and the crazy. It's like again, after all these years, this is the first person of color. I mean, other than yeah. um, sorry, uh, Clarence Thomas, but the the woman of color. You know, I was talking right. to someone, and I was like, you know, we haven't, we still haven't talked about Native Americans getting to certain positions in this country, yeah. you know, yeah. forget about African-Americans, but, you know, the Native Americans who yeah. were the first, um, you know, so uh, yeah. we still have a long way to go in terms of uh, parity, if you will, um, yeah. in these political arenas. Um, now, yeah. let me ask you some, some funny things. Um, what okay. was your first job that you had as a kid? Do you remember? Um, babysitting. Babysitting. Yeah, babysitting was my first job, and then uh, my first real job that I caught, you know, where I actually got a, you know, a check where they took taxes out, <laughs> was um, the circ- my circulation aid job, and that was when I worked in my library. The library, okay. Now, mm-hmm. um, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Ooh, if I had a superpower, wow, that's a good one. Um, probably nothing, you know, super fun, like flying or anything, but probably something where I could easily block out some of the drama that's going on in the world, you know, where I had like a force field and I don't, it didn't even, you know, touch me in any way. (laughs) Just have a force field piece around you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, my home is very peaceful, but you know, you step out the door and it's like, you know, I just would want the force field to kind of follow me around, keep all the drama, (laughs) keep it all out. I don't know if that'd be a superpower, but it'd be kind of cool to kind of experience that. If you could have um, breakfast with a writer, who would it be? It could be a person who's alive or dead. Who, who would you have breakfast with? Breakfast with a writer. Hmm. I would love to have breakfast with a few writers. But okay, maybe... so you got a party going on. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I can think of, I have, I'm part of an author's who brunch group, and I love hanging with those women, you know. So that's probably who I would hang with, those particular women you know okay you know none of us are super famous or anything like that but we have a good time (laughs) she's saying none of us are super famous but she has like more than 30 books out oh (laughs) so humble (laughs) (laughs) okay okay Uh, let's ask this if you um had a hundred dollars what would you do with it Right now, I know of someone who needs uh, a few extra bucks. I probably would give it to them. Mm-hmm. I won't mm-hmm. name names or anything, but that's what I would do with it. Yeah, yeah. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go, and who would you take? Oh, no, I would definitely take my husband. Um, okay. He's just, yeah, that would be a no-brainer. I would take my husband. Where would we go? Probably would go. We used to live in San Diego. We probably would go back to San Diego. I know it's not as glamorous as like Paris or anything, but we've we have we've had some fun times in California. So probably okay. would go Look, there. That's hang that's out with what some, you had, you some know? friends. Yeah. 
Yeah, what's important? How it makes you feel. Yeah, That's one of the quotes I, yeah. I read. You 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 talked about Maya Angelou that uh, people learn. Uh, people yeah. will like forget what you said, um, but they mm-hmm. won't forget what how you make them feel. Um, that's yep. one of your favorite quotes, right? Yep, it is. Well, I think it, your book definitely People will forget what you feel... said, people will forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Yes, yes. Well, your books definitely, well, for this particular book, Business Not As Usual, definitely made me feel hopeful about love. Um, it made me laugh, you know, with the grandpa. It, it, it got me angry at the oh, character, yeah. especially like, the ex-boyfriend, okay, we won't, oh, my God. Oh, he was what? a dirt. He was a snake. Oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, oh, he was a snake. Um, but yeah. um, you but have some new books coming up out. kind of changed her life, though, you know. Exactly. That's what it kind of pushed her forward to say, okay, I need to make some changes here, you know. So, so he was a, a dirt bag, but you know he did. He was a catalyst to make her say, "Okay, I need to get my life together here." I mean that. Hopefully, um, I mean many people have got, gotten bad breakups. You know, I've had a bad breakup, right? Um, and and I've had good breakups. And it's funny, like I mean, you, it sounds weird. You said good breakup, but there are good breakups, and more of like, okay, this is just not working. To be honest, you know, with each other for whatever the reason is. That, that that can happen, but there's a lot of like negative ones because people got a lot of bad oh, yeah. when you know with them. Yeah. So, but let's talk about you got some new books coming up um, in July and August. Talk talk to us about the Committed and Casino Heat. Yeah, Committed is um, the next book in my Atlanta Spider series, and it uh, it's kind of like a catch a catch up book. You know, it's uh, two couples that I've written about. Um, early in the series, and they're fan favorites. So I've been asked by many, will they get another story? And they have another story okay. coming in July. So that's Lives mm-hmm. and Journey. And uh, he's a good bad guy. He's he's he's, he's a, a great guy, guy, but okay. some of the stuff, yeah, some of the stuff he does is a little questionable. But I think that's why he's probably a fan favorite because it's like you know, he's kind of a by any means necessary kind of guy. And then mm. the next one that comes out in August, Casino Heat. This book has been a long time coming. I'm adding to my Reunited series. And this story, for those people who have read the Reunited series, um, the main character in Casino Heat is an NBA player who's the brother of one of the earlier characters. Um, okay. And I've been asked over the years, many years now, if he was getting a story. And he's had a story. I just haven't had time to write it. So it's definitely coming August, in August. So, yeah. Wow. But when do you sleep? Hard, you know, some of <laughs> when, I mean, when do you sleep? Like in between deadlines. <laughs> in between deadlines, I, you know, get a few hours here and there, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, you talk in the business not as usual about your character having balance. I mean, like, you know, you got so many books coming out. It's like, when I, I thought, when, does, when the heck does she shoot? Does she, does she have, like, a ghost writer person? Or, uh, oh, oh no. this. Are you no. using computers when you write out your stuff, or are you handwriting your stories out first? Um, I do a little handwriting, not much. I, what I usually do is outline. Um, I'm a planner, so I plan out the story. And then with each okay. scene, I'll do, like, a little brief outline of the items that I definitely want in that scene. 
Um, but mostly I use my Alpha Smart. It's kind of like a word processor. And then I mm-hmm. transfer the information to the computer. Okay. Yeah, and do you it's, back like, up, a, like, yeah, it's like a word processor, yeah. Excuse me? Do you back up to the cloud or do you back up to a, 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 a external hard drive? Because, I mean, like, would you be afraid you're going to lose something? I, I back up to both. I even still have a flash drive, you know, just because I'm, you know, <laughs> old school, I guess. And it's like I want the storage in several places just in case, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, that seriously can happen. That, you know, a couple of places. Because, I mean, those words are hard to come by. So it's like you don't want to have to redo all of them again. So, yeah, I'm really no, definitely not. pretty adamant about saving. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, Sharon C. Cooper, it was a joy speaking with you this morning. I'm going to give away some copies of your book, Business Not As Usual. Excellent. So I want to um, encourage people to, to follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. And on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keith. And Sharon, tell the people where they can find you on social media. What's your handles? Um, um, you can find me. The best way to find me is on my website. And then all my social media handles are listed there. And my website address is SharonCooper.net. And then okay. from there, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Pinterest. Yep. Yeah. You can find me all over. Joy, thanks a lot for the interview. Appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you for waking up. Um, hopefully you can go back to sleep or, or you know, write another book. I mean, yep. you should probably write That's another exactly book. exactly what I'll weekend. be doing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, All right, you have a great day. weekend. Okay, thank you. You well, thank Take you so care. much. Oh, okay, My bye pleasure. Bye. bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I just got off the phone with author Sharon C. Cooper. I'm going to give away, some, uh, give away uh, her book, Business Not As Usual, so, again, you want to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, or um, Instagram to give, have a chance to win. And then the, you're going to email the answer to Saturdays with Joy Keys at Hotmail.com. And, again, Sharon's website uh, is SharonCooper.net, and it has all the, her different books listed there, her audio books there. She has a newsletter. She also tells what's coming next. Um, you can even send her a, a message, uh, the, the contact uh, thing on social media. So she has all that information there if you want to learn more about her. She has like over 30 books that she has written and several series. So, I mean, you could just start with like one of the series, you know, and finish that and, and you'll still have like 25 more books to go to get through all of her work. But Business Not As Usual is really funny, um, very romantic, sexy, hot. It has all these things in it, so I think you'll enjoy the book. You guys have a great weekend, and I'll see you next Saturday. What if you were wearing something sexy? What if you were drinking? What if you made the first move? No matter what, sexual assault is never your fault. Support is available 24-7 through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Call 1-800-656-HOPE or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. This is Christina Ricci with RAIN, reminding you it's never your fault. Brought to you by RAIN and this station.